good to be with y'all. Uh, looking at the film after we did it, again, very proud of our team. Good win. Uh, anytime you get a shutout, that's hard. I mean, that's those are so rare and extreme. I mean, they're very hard to get. I thought the defense started there. They thought they did a really nice job. I thought uh, up front, our defensive line group kept good pressure on the quarterback, but also played the run very well, fit gaps. Our linebacks, our front seven, did a really nice job in winning the first down battles, which kept you in uh, more second long, third and long situations, which really helped getting three and outs and being able to get stops. Uh, uh, I thought Diggs up front jumped out at me a little bit. I thought Rakes, you know, those guys played solidly, our backers. Uh, but the whole front up, up front, I thought, did really good. I thought in the secondary, you know, I thought Damani flashed making plays, him 27 at times. Young, the corners made some plays on the ball, which is good. And sometimes there's overthrown routes you cover good, but there's also being able to play through the ball and got some tips, got their hands on balls, which is very encouraging and watching and, you know, showing the ball skills, showing timing, showing how to, how to play the technique and get your hands on balls and, and doing that. I thought they did a nice job. Uh, we able to create two turnovers. Got a tip pick down there by Jordan Gilbert, another young freshman, redshirt freshman. It was very good to see him. We got a fumble later on. Uh, that was great. So we got two turnovers in that regard. Uh, really good situation as far as that goes. And then again, to get a shutout. And then when he, as we start even subbing in the game, still kept guys playing well, keeping leverage on the football, chasing the football. Thought we played really hard, uh, getting you know gang tackled, you know doing the things you have to do with pursuit angles and things like that for the most part. A couple times the quarterbacks are very athletic. They got out of there and squirted, and squirted through the pocket, but you know we got him down, got in space, and I thought we tackled well in space. That was the other thing too. It wasn't a lot of space, but we did tackle well once we got to space. That so was good there. Thought offense, we didn't. We started out struggling a little bit up front, uh, missed some blocks, and it was just everybody took a turn. You take a turn here, you take a turn here, and that's why the you know it's just like a dance line. And when one guy, one one person's off, it messes it all up. You can be four right, one wrong, and get a penetration here, missed a twist here, miss an out call here, miss a down call here. And all of a sudden, you get penetration, you get some negative plays, and we weren't getting the runs. And we were getting in second long, third and long, and affected our third down percentage in the first half. We were able to hit two really big plays on third down, which is encouraging downfield throws and overcame that. Haynes made good plays in that regard and read some really nice reads and uh, made two really good throws in that, hit two long touchdown throws. Uh, uh, we had a pick. I uh, didn't need that. Should have checked it down on, on third down. The safety spun out, but he was so deep he could spin back over the top. So you guys see that? Just go ahead and check it down. Go ahead and check it down on first down. Didn't like that. But other than, I mean, used his legs well, made some good runs. Got us in the right place. We just didn't get him, you know, had it right. And sometimes it was a tight end that missed it, you know, here and there. But we get in the second half, I thought we made some good adjustments. As far as getting the kids calmed down, getting them under C and seeing it, excitement, some young guys playing. But, that, you know, that doesn't matter. You're the guys playing. And uh, got hat to hat and came a really, came much more efficient on offense. And, sustained drives, positive plays, not many negative plays. And then, of course, our third down percentage goes up. But if you look at back and look at it, they were more all third and six or lesses. And that's what you should be able to do, which we hit converted third down, hit our short yardages, had some nice drives in that area. And then on the one pick with Haynes, had he threw the ball really well in the second half set for that play. And what happened, both players did not get enough horizontal stretch on their route and allowed the corner to play two people. And if you see it, and I see what he saw, but he just got to say, you know what, that's too close. Go ahead and dump it down. I was being aggressive with it, but you know we'll learn from that and move on. But other than that, threw the ball well. Come right back after both drives. I think one drive was a field goal. The next drive, and the next drive was a touchdown. And I like to see that. And I don't want the turnovers. We can't have those. We never want a turnover. But at the same time, didn't affect him mentally. Still stayed aggressive with the ball. Still made good decisions and got the ball to our playmakers. Thought our young wideouts did a nice job in the game, and our older wideouts thought Anias was outstanding in the game. Whether he was in the backfield, whether he was catching the ball, whether he was blocking, he had some nice runs out of the backfield. I think he had eight touches in the game or eight catches in the game, something like that. Six or eight for 160 yards. Made a couple big plays. Uh, did some other things really good. 
Uh, thought a chain, we couldn't get him going. Uh, actually had a drop, which is rare for him uh, in the game. Uh, thought uh, our young, the other young wideouts, I'm trying to go through them all. You know, Evan, I thought he did well. Chase had his plays. I thought uh, Chris Marshall came in and did a real nice job. I thought Yul Keith making those plays and being able to run and get the balls in the big plays I thought was really good uh, where that went from. Uh, young tight ends got in there and battled, and that's the first action for them. Move Crown over in there. We'll use him at tackle and tight end and uh, getting a big body there because he was a tight end until we moved him in there. Gives us a big physical body there, and he can catch the football. He's a good athlete. And then Donovan Green got to play, and then Jake got to play a little bit. After that, some of the young, and then got some of the young backs. But uh, thought again, thought third downs got got a lot better, and our, our offense really started moving there. Got some efficiency plays, and just kept going, backing them, backing them over top, and stacking them, and did a nice job there, and got control of the game, made some nice adjustments as far as how they saw things, read things, went that way. Special teams, okay, nothing great. I mean, Nick had a good average, but didn't have a typical game for him. Hit one really good punt, the other two he didn't hit as well, and he got his even his one he got to the one was a little bit short and got a good roll. But Nick, he's an outstanding. I guess I, we hold him such a high standard that uh, it went. You know, it was a good game for him, not not to his typical, which we we can prove. Caden, I thought, uh, kicked off well except for the one we came back after break uh, that he topped and, and got knocked out. Which usually, you know, he kicks it out, and which is big a big help for us. Thought we covered those kicks and even say covered them. Well, they didn't return them, but our lanes, our discipline, how we did things going down the field looked really good. The kids hustled, got to where they were supposed to do, doing the right things, being in the right posi position to, if there was a return, thought they did a nice job there. Kickoff return, I thought was nice. I said the one we got, uh, we got a nice one outside the 30. Uh, so anytime you're getting that, that's really good. I mean, uh, got a hat to a hat and only had one. I like that. I hope we have one a game all year, and that'd be real nice uh, all year long. And uh, see, Dave, you can smile on that, huh? <laughs> you understand that. But uh, punt return, we got to do a better job. We didn't give a nice enough room. We got to do a better job holding up and getting guys to give him a better job of getting space because he's a really good returner, didn't get a lot of space. Um, and they were in some punt safe situations around midfield, which makes it tougher because you're, you're not getting a full return on. But at the same time, we got to do a little better job there. And of course, we had eye discipline problems at the end, had guys set on it, and guys got and they had eye violation, and the guy hit a fake punt. They made a good read and hit it. They did, they did a nice job. We got to keep aware of that. And again, we missed a field goal. Uh, also, but it was 52. It was a long kick, which I have, but I have confidence in Caden there. He's had a really good camp, and then he come back and hit a really nice kick. So I was really happy for him there. But there's a lot of things we got to improve on in all three phases. Uh, a, a tremendous opponent coming in. We better because Coach Clark and App State is coming in here, and they got one heck of a football team, and always have, and then have for a long time. And like I say, they, you know, this is a uh, a great football team that I think could be in any major conference across the country and and be, and be extremely competitive and be at the top. I mean, these guys have played for a long time, have played great people every year, have beaten people every year, had a great game last week and a shootout, and, and what they did with North Carolina, who's you know has an outstanding team. So we're going to have to play a great game on all three phases and get better and clean up some things that we got on each side and, and get to business. Questions? Down front, Brent, and then Travis. Yes, after seeing the tape, what is it uh, in terms of adjustments, fixes, on that dance line, to have that dance line in, in unison. Well, just communication. I mean, you had three or four guys there who were new guys on, and they get a call and just get a step out of line, get a hand out of line, just got to go back. And things we hadn't done well, we'd done well in camp. Surprised me a little bit, honestly. I think some nerves got to them a little bit, but at the same time, we got to calm down. We just got to get back to fundamentals. It all goes right back. Everything was fundamentally fixed, whether you got your foot too hard, got your shoulders turned, got leaned out, got your head on the wrong side, and you get in the seam and split it. It just goes back to fundamentals. Anticipate Bryce Foster back anytime soon? Uh, I, don't, I, I can't. Yes, yeah, I'm hoping, but I don't know when. I can't tell you when. I'm not, I, I'm not in the – as a day-to-day. -day. They tell me day-to-day -day in the okay. medical room. It wasn't the right time for it, but 
we haven't really visited with you since the expanded the playoff or decided to expand the playoffs. That's something you've been for, right? I am. I think it's great for college football. Uh, yeah, just speak to that. I, I'm going to tell you why I think it's good for college football. I think, I think now that the bowls got depleted because of the playoff, and I say that, it's a shame because, again, I'm a, I, I, whoever won the sugar orange here, I'm a historian. I always say that I love that, and I think they're extremely important. But it's almost like if it was a playoff and then everybody, well, it's a nice bowl game, and, but it's not a big deal. And I think it can help enhance some of those back into the playoff picture when you build those into those games. I think whether it gets them on-campus games and then get some more of those games involved into the playoff, I, I hope we do and what we do because I think the bowl system is – we, we're getting so caught up on the top end of things that we're forgetting about – what allowed these teams to develop with bowl games and going and doing those things and reward for players and the whole history of things. You know, that's originally what bowl games were. They were reward for players having a good year, going somewhere, getting to spend time with their teammates, get some more practice and, and play a game. And we've kind of changed that in college football and gotten up there. And I think uh, hopefully this will do it. And I think it'll keep excitement. Like I said, at the end of the year, like now, was there maybe six, seven teams legitimately can get in the playoff at the end when you're talking about those last three weeks, maybe eight at the most. Now you're talking about 12 teams. You may have 25 teams. So the excitement in the college game of you know, 12, 15, 18 games across the country that can still affect the playoff and what goes on, I think it will be good for college football. I think it will create the excitement. And hopefully it will enhance the, the bowl picture and get some more of those guys back in it. And like you say, I think it will help recruiting for different schools and different places and different leagues when they're in the playoff more and expanding. You don't have to go to certain schools to be there. Uh, I think it will just be good for college football overall. Staying down front, Travis and then Zach on the left. We talked to Yul Keith and Jarden today, and they were both part of that 2021 20, uh, class that had like virtual tours and things like that. Is mm -hmm. it a special, a uh, little bit of an, a special moment with seeing these guys that are part of that class become in impact guys who had such a weird recruitment and, mm -hmm. and might not have even visited the school before they came here? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's great to see them and do it. And like I said, that is weird when you don't ever get in someone's home and get to sit in his living room and talk to everybody and see everybody. It's always on on virtual, but I thought we did, our staff and our administration did a really good job there of allowing us, our, our visits were really good. And, I, and hopefully they said, I think that's one of the reasons they all said they felt very comfortable because they felt like an official visit when they were here. Our guys there did a really good job. But it is just seeing those guys and again, letting them develop a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Letting them develop, uh, that's been what, three years or two years now they've been here and kind of growing up and making plays and it's good to see them do it. And that was, a and, it, and it, as crazy as that sounds, it, it, it it was a fun year recruiting because it was different. You had, to, you had to constantly think of ways to communicate with guys, to do guys, all right, how are we going to show him this? How are we going to show him that? How can we make him understand the camaraderie around here or the friendship through the players and the coaches? And, you know, we were brainstorming 24 hours a day to make sure they got that presentation right and the things right. And it's good that we know we still and, – and, again, also you always wonder because sometimes you don't get to see those kids play as much or be around them as much as you did the other kids, whether you saw them in camps, whether you saw them in person, and making sure you're – your evaluations were right based off what you saw in, on tape compared to in person and things like that. So, you know, it seemed to be a pretty good year. With those brainstorming sessions, what was the most impressive thing to you that came out of those as part of that? I think the thoroughness of getting the whole uh, picture of A&M across to the kids from the amount of time, whether it's not just pictures of what it was, that we spent lots of time as coaches and a staff online with guys. And I think they felt the camaraderie of that and the communication of that and not just the building and the stadium and all that, which is important. They wanted to see it. But I think the, the, the personal aspect is we got it to be because of the virtual and how much as a staff we did things together and interacted together in the recruiting process that was, you know, just like you would do in a home and things that I think 
got across to those kids in that situation. And then status updates on Jalen Jones, McKinley, Jackson, and Max Ray. Uh, I understand Jalen should be going today, should be, should be practicing. Uh, who should you say? McKinley should be practicing. I want to understand. Max, uh, questionable. Yes. Front left, Zach, and then we'll go David. Jimbo, I know at this time Haynes is already kind of a veteran, at least as far as being part of the pro of the program mm -hmm. and working with him. But is he one of those guys that you have to either dial back the risk that he takes, or is he a guy that that you have to kind of help? Well, uh, you, you just keep you keep molding. You, you don't you, listen. You don't want to say you'd rather say whoa than giddy up. I mean, you say okay, intercept, but you can sit there and not make plays. Also, made a ton of play. We had how many balls down the field? Long balls. I mean, plays, big plays, and that's what you got to do. And listen, you, you can would, – would they say, whoa, to Brett Favre? <laughs> they ask him, don't throw so many rocket balls. Ain't that what it was on TV? And they say, Please get, is that all with the rocket balls now or whatever? But he didn't throw it. I mean, he took a chance down the field on a safety that spun out. And he's got to learn at that depth. He can't do it. And two guys on – got to get a horizontal stretch on a guy or let, allow the corner to play. And that was a little bit on our part. But, again, what I say as a quarterback, you're, you're, the, you're their mother. And what your mother does, you, you're, you clean everything up around. When some guy makes a mistake and things ain't right, you're getting out of that play, you're going to the next read, all that. That takes some time to see. But at the same time, he's got to get game experience. He's got to be in the saddle and see it. But at the same time, he made tons of plays. And we want to eliminate those back. But we still have to be aggressive. We have to play with aggressive intelligence in what you do. Coach, second row, David. Then we'll go to the back. Jimbo, did you mention anything about Andre White? How's he doing? Day-to-day, uh, -day, seems like, or whatever, gets got banged. Nick there, I, I, I will know in more time. A little follow-up on, on Haynes and really a lot of the young players, considering that Haynes hasn't played in a year and having that opportunity. Well, he only played and, once. And, and, <laughs> and having very limited at that. How much can you expect from the younger players, Haynes himself, to grow from week one to week two? Well, I mean, hopefully a lot. I hope they can grow each and every day and each, each play. And everybody says, well, you got great growth between one and two. I always said, why is that? I, I, I never have figured that. I, I'm serious. I've been coaching 35 years and say so you grow the most between game one and game two. I've never figured that out, but I hope they can. I hope they can grow every week. Good players, and even things that may not be seen publicly, within checks or decisions that may not have been made. You know, hopefully you can continue to grow every week, and that's your goal. That's why we practice good on good every week and different things, and plus the scout work. You have to grow every week, and that's that's a player. You're going to make mistakes. There's no perfect players in this world, and as soon as they are perfect, guess what? They're going to be unperfect pretty soon because you know nobody stays perfect. There's things that happen, but there's a lot of things that go on in, in player growth that no one sees, and they, every player has to grow each and every week, and we have to grow. We have to grow as a team. We have a, a young offensive football team where guys are talented but haven't played a lot. Like up front, you got have five guys on page, and one guy gets off, they get off. Young quarterback, but send all talented guys, I think, or make plays, and, you know, it doesn't matter. You're young. You're playing. You have to produce. You have to do the things you got to do. So hopefully they'll continue to grow each week. Back behind the lights to the left, Tyler. Jimbo, you said that you know Appalachian State could play in a Power Five, and you know they're just oh, in any out. league, in our league, in anybody's league. I mean, you look—I don't mean to get off that. I was going to talk about them. You talk about their offense. Chase Bryce been there six years, set the school record last year, and he lit it up last week. I mean, six touchdowns. Receivers can run. The backs—I mean, you know, five. The young man from Noel, from down in Northwestern, can fly. Peoples is a big physical back. Receivers, Deshaun, they can play tight ends. Experienced, uh, score a touchdown right off the bat. They pop runs on third down. Their, their ability—I'm going to tell you what else you look at. at Look at their roster defensively. Nine, the outside backer is going to be a high, high draft pick. Inside 99 is a great player. Uh, eight can run. Secondary seven, six is all conference player. And if you look, they're fourth, fifth, and sixth year guys. I didn't know those still existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kept looking at that roster fourth year guy, fifth year guy, sixth year guy. I said, Dag gum. I mean, when you get to that point, 
This is you watch that team, and they they were you know they were a top five special teams team in the country a year ago. This team can play in any league, have great players, have gotten a few transfers in, but have recruited well. They believe they have a culture there, and I'm gonna tell you this is an excellent excellent football team that can play on all sides of the ball. Really, I didn't mean to interrupt that on you, but please. No, that answered my question. But I also wanted to ask about um, how much emphasis are you going to put this week on getting the running game going and, and A-chain and just – Oh, we will. Just... No, I mean, we're going to have to run the football. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, we're going to run the football. we got to get get synchronized and get things together and get the five guys all executing together. I mean, and, and you know, four out of five or three out of five. And, you know, the second half we did a much better job of that. But we got to get that going to get uh, the plays we need to get. Because, listen, we got to get six some space. You get him some space, good things happen to you. And uh, that's going to be always an emphasis. And always will be. No matter if we ran a lot, we're still going to – we got to get better. Second row on the right, Olin. And then to the left, Naomi. Yeah, Jimbo, you know i got a couple things. First of all, you're Sorry. Keith. Um, with all the guys you have at receiver now, uh, how do you do – you, do you see him having a prominent role, continuing to have a prominent yeah. role? I hope so. I mean, yeah. guys growing and playing real well. Had a great camp, played well, made big plays and can do a lot of things. And, and like I say, you'll keep those guys. Are, I mean, you know, plays he makes blocking and doing things otherwise. I mean, those guys are all doing a real good job. And then I want to ask you, I know you were probably preparing for Clemson, but do you remember uh, – I'll get there. When do you, I'm getting there. Do you remember, me all. I was preparing for Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember in 2007 when uh, uh, when uh, Appalachian State beat Michigan? It was such a big upset. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you remember sure what, do your, to guys. what your reaction was? Yeah. Was it? Is that when it was seven? Well, I tell you, I played them when I was at LSU in '05 or '06 at our place at LSU. And I knew they were a phenomenal – I did not we, – we had – we ended up third that year, third or fifth. We were third and fifth. They went, they went at no three oh seven oh four oh five oh six. we were ranked third and fifth in the country. And we played them in a game. And score was 27 to 7, 27-3, something like that. But they moved the ball like crazy and didn't score. And we had to take drives. And, I mean, they were hard to – I knew what kind of team it was. And that did not – as crazy as that sounds, that did not shock me. I mean, it's shocking. You hear, you know, they lost the game, but, you know, it's figured they, because they had a chance to win at the end, got the field goal blocked and all that. But at the same time, I knew they were a really good football team. Because we had played them like a year, I don't know if it was 05 or 06, one of those years we had played them right before that. And I, I walked off the field that day and I said, you know what, guys, this is better than half the teams we just played this year. And we played them in the middle of the year, toward the end of the year that year. And, uh, but I remember that game. Uh, I remember the blocked field goal and the whole thing. And it was, it was crazy. Well, I mean, they've created a culture. They go back to their 1AA. I mean, you go back, they've always had great that, – that Southern Conference, when you went back to 1AA football back in the day, the Southern Conference was the premier conference in the country. You had Georgia Southern. You had App State. You had Furman. You had Marshall. All those great 1A teams now that are moved up like that, those guys were all winning that national. They, they had their own little league right there, and there's some more in that league. But it was, I mean, crazy good. I mean, you remember Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, Eric Kresser. Remember Coakley played linebacker there at App State. Georgia Southern, all the great teams they had and the runs they had. Furman, who won national championships. Those teams, man, were all great 1AA's. They get transfers and got the, you know, kept getting transfers and then got good players and got a culture of winning. So when a great player from somewhere wanted to leave, they would go to one of those schools. They had a great history of recruiting guys and developing guys and getting guys to do what they're doing right now. Been here four, five, and six years. Not six, but, you know, four and five years. And developing players in a winning culture, people wanted to go. That place has always done that. App State has always done that. As long as I can remember being in college football, seriously. 
Naomi, front left, then to the back. So from Saturday, what kind of standard or example does that kind of put for the rest of the season? In, in what regard? I mean, you know, there's some things you met your standards, some goals you didn't. But, you know, your standards always got to stay your standard no matter what it was before that game or after that game. The standard has to be the standard. So some of those things we met and some of them we didn't meet. I and mean, our goal is to meet all of our standards each and every week and all of our goals each and every week. So and, and continue to grow and get better off of it. Go to the back right, Ben, back behind the lights. Coach, uh, just following up on App State and that offense, uh, as far as it concerns your defense, no, I know they like to spread the ball a lot vertically, horizontally. They just kind of throw well, a but lot and, and they run the heck out of it now. They run that stretch play, that wide, wide stretch play, as good as anybody in ball, man. So what's the key for you guys to, to be able to kind of keep it, keep an eye on all corners of the field, like, like you mentioned? Try to guess, see if we can get 12 or 13 guys, see if less having a couple extra guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. We just, I mean, we got to play well up front. You got to be disciplined in your gaps. You can't get cut off on the backside of those stretches. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to play your gaps on the front side, how your fits are, but you got to keep great eye violation because they play action off of it very well. And they boot, they naked, they throw their, they have their great shot, shot team. They get the ball down the field on shot plays uh, because you have to respect the run. And again, that's why you now at this point we didn't get to run. You, when you get that running game going, it opens up so many different avenues of your offense, and they do a great job. And the quarterback's athletic. Bryce has been around six years. Uh, played at Clemson, played at Duke, been at different places. And he, he knows ball, and he's played he great there last year. Can throw the ball down the field, can create plays with his leg. And he's got a, for the old whack of it, a savviness to him. Man, he just body language and slip and throw the ball here and flip the ball there. And, I mean, he, just, he can really play the game. And they got really good skill guys. So, um, it's going to be a challenge in all fat. They're going to challenge you all the way across the board. And it's going to be die discipline, discipline. I mean, our eye discipline, our discipline to also fit the gaps and then have, you know, great physicality and tackle in space. And you don't have to make one-on-one -on -one plays down the field, and you got, you got to be able to cover and do those things. Final two will go Cole, and then Brent, you'll wrap us up. Jimbo, when you look back at uh, 2019, I believe you had Glenn Beal working as a blocking tight end. Do you mm -hmm. see similar uh, traits in uh, crown over with him? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, and we'd had some things with him. If Max hadn't got nicked up, probably wouldn't have had it done. We had to, we did it in the beginning of last week to change him back over. But he'd been playing tackle, so it wasn't a huge in the blocking scheme. He worked with him all the time. But yeah, I could do those things. Yeah, I mean, we originally recruited him as a tight end. He was a really good. If you go back and watch him in high school, he was a really good basketball player. I mean, could score points and was athletic, about 285 pounds. That we didn't know if he stayed there, or if you know, or grow. So we and, and had good ball skills. Really was really a wasn't a as much a physical guy as he was a skilled guy. So. Yeah, very possible. Good. I hadn't thought about that, but yes. And then when you look back at the offensive line, we know what happened with the run game, but did, were you pleased with how they protected Haynes? And Solidly. We, I think we gave up a little penetration inside. I think we got a little stouter inside. We got some, Haynes made some really good plays that you might not have noticed. He had to jump and hit, he had two or three crossing routes. The guys backed up and he brushed up, raised his hands and got his hands up and made some really good crossing throws inside on some really third downs that were really, really hard to do and, and difficult throws. And we got to get a little more presence in the inside three, you know, not giving up as much penetration. Around the edges were pretty good. We didn't give up a sack, and he did a good job avoiding that, getting the ball out and uh, doing those things. But at the same time, I think we got to be a little firmer to create a little more pocket for him. Brent, you'll wrap us up. I think you're with me on this one, the constant battle against this. But anything that helps kids, people, and especially kids, to get outside is a good thing. Have you been able to wander across the street to Aggie Park? And also, you, you recruit hunters and fishermen. Oh yeah, I, I, it was How funny cool was that place? when we were pulling. We were pulling out of the game. 
And there was a guy fishing on the other side, and he just caught a fish and pulled up. Me and Ethan were together. And he said, Dad, look, that guy. And he, I said, that guy was catching a fish as we were pulling out from, you know, going leaving the game the night after the game, was catching a fish, right? I said, that's pretty cool. Now, you can be set right at the stadium, play a good game, walk over and catch a fish right afterwards and, and see it. And, yes, I have walked over. I walked over one time. I had a chance to get over one time since it started to get looked. And I, it wasn't there very long because I'm in the middle of game planning. But it's beautiful. I mean, look at it from a – get up on my – little outside my office right there and I step out and I look over it's beautiful I mean it's another enhancing thing great for the people to be here and great for game day and I say I caught so I got won a game got watch a guy catch a fish on the same day and, <laughs> and and never left the parking lot how many times how many times can you do that right. and it huh? helps recruiting too right? oh, oh, so that's, no, oh that's listen like that. listen yeah. oh no that enhance I said that Aggie Park is phenomenal I mean that anything that enhances the people see here and they see the love for A&M and the big again it goes back to the big picture A&M we're all caught in facilities and all this stuff but it's a life – being an Aggie is a lifetime commitment. It's a lifetime commitment. It's a lifetime membership to more than just ball, more than it's – and it's the atmosphere of being on campus, what the Aggie Park represents, what it represents, and all the former students. All those things – all those things matter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was interesting. I did came into play – it's like our facilities. Our facilities were already in play when I got here. I don't know where they – who designed them up and started doing it. And we had asked us to add some things to it or what we wanted to do. But you're doing that, but at the same time, Aggie Park was going on. That was, I mean, they told me that boat. I couldn't, I've never been anywhere that ever had anything like that. And it enhances the overall environment of who you are as, as an organization in this school. All right, last one. You, you had some old guys in the press box wandering around like this because we didn't have a depth chart. What is that trend among coaches not having that? I think C said first time in what, C's 58 years? Well, what, I mean, I said, did they always stay true? I guess just the question. Well, is, injuries, and no I'm gonna tell you charge. what you're. You got guys. You got more depth of guys can because in the old days, here's why you didn't. I'm tell you why you didn't. You didn't ever play as a third year guy. How many? Go back, go back and think. How many? If Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, remember they were freaks because Marcus Dupree because they play as fresh. How many freshmen ever played? You know what I'm saying? And you didn't play your third year. It was regimented. Now you're in it. You're playing and week to week. All of a sudden. We've had a couple guys jump into our rotation at different positions that a week ago were second, maybe third team. All of a sudden, guys slipped up, didn't practice well. They start playing, hit the, hit the boat. You know, freshmen can play now. They're getting indoctrinated into what you're playing. It changes so much. And then you say, and I give it to you and say, well, so-and-so didn't play. So-and-so, what's the matter with him? Is he hurt? No. Well, what's the matter? Nothing. Well, why ain't he playing? Well, you know, I'm going to sit there and say, somebody beat him out? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to – I mean, those things change weekly and like who gets nicked up like you know max would have been on it and all of a sudden max wasn't there and i was planning on max maybe still being there you know i didn't know till game day the, the depth charts anymore you get caught up in those things so much it's not that they're 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 not useless or worthless but they're not as much as important as they once were even to us because it changes daily based off what happens in practice and things that go on it's a different world than we've ever lived in as far as that goes back in the day you redshirted. You didn't play. Play as a junior a little bit, sophomore. They, they, they think they never stayed. I, I, I look at and they ask me to put that down. I say, sometimes you can't. Say, all right, who's all right? Who's first team? All right, you know that. Who's second team? Well, some days it's him. Certain plays it's him. Certain plays it's him. Then you got then you're right. Or 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 or. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got nine guys based off what you may be doing. And so, I know that sounds for y'all, but. I, it's it's ever changing so much that it's hard for us to even put them down. Seriously, very good, coach. Thanks for your time. And, and I'm gonna tell you, here's the other reason: you never had the diversity of packages. Like you know, you were a a rate. In other words, just an I pro team or a split pro team, or occasionally you put a a uh, three wides in the game. 
Remember back in the day. Or now there was nickel. Now there's nickel. There's dime. There's dime rabbits. There's a rush package. There's a there's a there's a dime package with not with a run package. There's a dime package with a rush package. I mean, there's so many groupings of players now. You know what a depth chart? I mean, a, a true depth chart of every package. Like if you had seven packages of two D, and it would all be like Jake. Like in that package, he's second team. That package, he's first team. This package, he's he's not playing. And by based off the, it's become such a specialist game in certain areas and certain things you do that the old, you know, who's the X, who's the Z, who's the, who's the linebacker, who's the, well, is it the nickelbacker? Is it the dimebacker? Is it regular? Is it goal line? It, they, they're endless. You, we'd have you about 30 sheets of paper. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what I ought to do. I'll just do, have them made up and send them to you and let you read through them all. <laughs> well, they changed. Well, you believed them. Seriously, they weren't ever, there was no reason not to lie about them. I'm serious. Because I always looked down because a kid saw his name. If he earned it, he should be on there. But now there's so many different. I, I, I never, I always took those very seriously. That's the truth. Because I always thought if I'm a player and I'm not on that and I'm really on it, that's kind of disrespectful to me as a player. And if your coach does that to you, I mean, I'm not trying to, well, you're not trying to deceive me. Everything we do is about the player. And, but at the same time now, there's so many different packages, offensive packages, defensive packages. It's and even on special teams, all right, hands team, not hands team. I mean, it's it's so different than it ever been, and those things aren't just as relevant anymore. As crazy as that sounds. I'll, I'll send them to you. Well, hey, you got 19 freshmen and nine redshirt freshmen, so you got that. 